The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond, beyond, beyond. Hello, and welcome to Podcast <laughs> Beyond. Hey, what the hell? Episode <laughs> what? Where's Andrew? He's, you know where he is? What, do you, what is this Punch and Judy baloney? You know where he is. <laughs> Punch and Judy baloney? It was the first puppet show that came to mind. I didn't have anyone to say beyond with. Okay. Yeah, Marty. Well, hi. Beyond. Said, beyond. Stop, beyond. Stop, beyond. Stop, beyond. 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 Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 412. I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, Marty Sleva. Thanks for having me. Brian Altano. Brap, brap. And Andrew Goldfarb is out uh, with a hot breaking news story that he's covering. He will come in and fill us in on that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a real funny sort of uh, it bad. Is, it's, it's surreal. A real, it's a real weird he, bad problem. He got pulled off the show at the last second right before it started, but we're going we're gonna to power through it anyway. We'll let him talk about what's going on there That's when right. he gets in here. He's going to come scampering in here and the real real flustered, real He's going to be sweaty, but his secret is that he sweats often. Oh, wow. What a weird <laughs> secret to have. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of news, a lot of really cool stuff. We are getting yeah, into sure. that part of the year where games come out and we get to talk about games. Yeah, I'm um, really excited to talk about James. Uh, first things first, I want to talk, uh, there is new PlayStation 4 firmware, version 3.0, mm-hmm. which adds a bunch of stuff. Um, one thing I'm really happy about, like all of us are pretty active on Twitter, I have been regularly disappointed that you can't share video clips to Twitter and I've like captured something and be like, here's a video of my horse pooping on my face in Metal yeah. Gear, I should share this. And then it only does it to YouTube and Facebook, so that's yep. good news for me. There's also uh, there's a dedicated PlayStation Plus area, which is lots of fun because that's great. I want that. And then there's stickers, which I like because I want to send random people, if they message me, they say, are you Max Scoville? I have to send them a picture of Crash Bandicoot because that's <laughs> funny to me. Um, <laughs> what? I don't know. What's your what's your icon? What's your little avatar? It's Crash Bandicoot. Oh, yeah. I like the idea that Crash Bandicoot doesn't know how to spell anything, so he just sends pictures of himself to people. Sure. I mean, Mine's Bandic- my album cover, available yeah. at misanthropealbum.com. It's free or pay what you want. I think mine's the uh, <laughs> the, the jet grind radio symbol because I chose it uh, six years ago, and I'm real lazy. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, other big news. There was an interview with uh, Shuhei Yoshida about the possibility of a Vita successor, mm-hmm. and he said the climate is not healthy. And noted the fact that mobile touch phone telephone games about little birds are uh, too successful, and we're probably not going to be seeing a Vita successor, which really shouldn't be a huge surprise. Like, we've kind of seen the writing on the wall here for a while. 
What do we what do we make of this? Well, there's a, uh, I was actually pretty fascinated with a couple of the uh, industry reactions to this. One was the Kotaku editorial that basically said that mobile didn't kill the Vita, uh, Sony did, and there's obviously a lot of debates over that. I think that from the jump, it's been very difficult, and we've talked about this on the show before. But it's been very difficult to sort of position. Uh, the PlayStation Vita as something that makes sense in sort of the climate with with the rest of their their products, and then it's also something that sort of I don't know if people are or ever will be entirely great with playing a full fledged next gen console game on a handheld. I still think that it's something that uh, it's it's why you see Nintendo still doing pretty well. I mean their 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 handheld line is obviously selling you know not as not as well as the DS always did or the yeah. Game Boy used to, but. Uh, I think that they're still sort of holding on to that sort of cutesy, quirky look, and I think it works to an extent. And I think that a lot of us have sort of connected with our Vita with with games like that. I actually some of my favorite games to play on Vita are things like Shovel Knight or Guacamelee or yeah. even Sound Shapes, um, Killzone. I had a really enjoyable time playing that to an extent. Like when I'm sitting on a plane, and I'm like I get I get to play something that looks like somewhere between PS3 and P- PS4. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome, but. In the grand scheme of things, like that's you know, it's a game with a short campaign and a kind of a decent multiplayer chucked in. And I don't really know if that's really what the system's made for. So I don't really know if it's mobile that's killing that stuff. I think it's Sony's sort of um, kind of inability to jump in on those type of games and yeah. find a place for them. I think Sony could make a fucking awesome handheld and they could fill it with really good games uh, that that satiate people like us who want so, hardcore games but also want something a little quirkier I and more fun. I think the Vita tried to be too many things. Yeah. I think it really overextended itself and kind of looking at where it succeeded and where it failed and what Sony's doing now, uh, I think it kind of, it it thought too big, you know? Like it's a big, big gorgeous screen which is great mm-hmm. but it also kind of cuts down on the whole portability factor which yeah. is sort of the whole selling point. I mean, the, the PSP Go, really cool idea came out at exactly the wrong time. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like it was too small. It was their, yeah, g- it was real, their Game Boy Micro. Also, basically. like, the fact that they just partnered with Spotify, and mm-hmm. you've got PlayStation Music, and it's not this weird proprietary service with, like, Sony Entertainment Group or whatever, where mm-hmm. you buy music on this thing that might get hacked and disappear someday. Yeah. Uh, I use Spotify on my PS4 all the time. I feel like if they'd release something for Avita that was, like, that was smaller, and it was, like, out the gate, it was like, hey, here's something that's, I don't know... 200 bucks, 150 bucks that's not for these AAA experiences but is a yeah, you can you can replay Final Fantasy 7. You, yeah, you can play a lot of the PSN you can play, games that yeah, you've already done like, Yeah. I mean if they if they made it a destination uh like a I mean it came out as kind of an accessory to the PS3 and the PS3 was kind of kind of isolated in that sense, you know, mm-hmm. like it was kind of, you know, it was doing its own thing and it really works awesomely as a companion to the the PS4. Yeah. But it's kind of it sort of jumped the gun there. It kind of came out too early. Yeah, I don't know. know. And and I think what you said right at the beginning about it stretching itself a little bit too thin uh, is, is totally apt. Um, I don't. I've never really used it as a, in a remote play fashion. Just side note: totally apt would be a really good name for a podcast about about apps, mobile gaming. That would yeah. Did we just a, do that? That'd be a great show. It was right, a great so new segment. Totally apt. What's I think your favorite new app. I think you're awful. <laughs> Real, and that's <laughs> a real bad boy. Um, Every time you say an F word on the show, we have to go back and add a sound effect to cover it up. Oh, well, that that really sucks. A lot of people have to chop up rocks 
crew work. <laughs> Characters in the never-ending story? <laughs> Old rock choppers. Criminals? Like, who are you defending? Anyway, anyway, there's a lot of criminals that listen German to this show. Muppets? I don't... Yeah. <laughs> um... I think you're right. It's 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 always been sort of a jack of all trades, master of none. I think it does a lot of things really, really well. But it's been it it was the sort of stepping child between uh, stepping child. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as someone who said piggy tail like a week ago, let's talk about piggy tail and off child. the stepping child. <laughs> it always it lived between the PS3 and the PS4. And that's a it's a kind of a tough spot to yeah. be because right now, like whatever Sony does is pretty hot, right? But. Uh, I think they delve into portable stuff and it doesn't work as well. A lot of people look at the PlayStation sort of handheld line and they go, ultimately it is a failure. It didn't. It never sold as well as Nintendo did. Uh, it's you know never come close to what Apple does. But the PSP uh, I read the other day sold 80 million units. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. That's that puts it up there with some of the most you know uh, successful video game devices of all time. That's like really really good numbers. So uh, I mean to, for for reference, that's something like you know. Three and a half or three and a half times the the Xbox or the GameCube, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I think I think there's a place for it. I think they'd have to completely retool their vision. I think Max is right, and we've said it on the show before. Uh, the design of the Vita is amazing; it's gorgeous, but I don't think it really makes sense as a handheld. It's sort of a luxury item. You have to put it inside of a case. Like you look at like something like an iPad, right? Yeah. Where people can just flip it open, or their phone, yeah. they just shove it in their pocket. Um, I think that there's a way for Sony to make a dedicated handheld. I think it needs to it needs to be more open to just being weird and doing the, some of the weird, smaller, crazy things that I think is what I really ended up loving the Vita for the most. For the most, yeah. Part, I mean, anyway. the idea of the Vita being like what the PS One was, yeah, were sort of a cheap way for weird developers to make ideas that normally wouldn't exist on, yeah. on home consoles. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. Really agree. I think it feels good. I love how the Vita feels. It feels more like a like a high high caliber electronic than the oh, 3DS it feels great. does. I love it. I don't think it's too big or anything. That being said, I've tossed it in my bag and spilled uh, booze on it and mm-hmm. broken Vitas before. Do you put a case on it? No. Yeah. So I mean, you're you're in you're in the minority. A lot of people. I'm the kind of guy who doesn't. Use I got cases. I got yeah. real little pockets, and it doesn't really work to shove it in the pocket. And yeah. I think the they should sell Sony branded Jinkos. Yeah, they should. Yeah. Be, be a the really, Gene Company. Be a, mm-hmm. They could have Crash Bandicoot embroidered on the back pocket. <laughs> That's right. Be real hip and with the what times. Are you, what are you doing back there, Crash? I'm oh, just chilling on an ass um, cheek. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Well, remember it, the, 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 we're we're, we're kind of watching a slow death of this thing, right? Yeah. And that, I think that sucks. That's we're what also, people aren't really used to seeing. We're also seeing Sony kind of like chop off a lot of its other kind of arms and legs. Like, they stopped doing... PC stuff pretty recently. Right. They've pretty much backed off of, I mean, they've got still some mobile stuff going on, but like they've been pretty open about the fact that like the PlayStation arm is really the thing that's the strongest. Like yep. that's where they're succeeding the most. Yep. And uh, I mean, the Vita kind of, it was weird because it started up and you could choose between like a Wi Fi or a 3G model. Yeah. Which seems really weird when you think about it now because yeah. it's not even, a, not even on the table. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it also came out really hot on the on the, the tail of, of the Xperia Play, which was like this Ericsson branded sort of PlayStation phone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I you kind of got to just sort of consolidate what is who is this for? What is it? And it's like they were kind of cannibalizing on their own. Here's buy buy our product to put in your pocket. Which one? Uh, the one with the PlayStation buttons. Which one? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, totally. Yeah, and it's also just strange. Like I, I feel like it's. Uh, I mean, we don't have the actual stats, but I, I feel like I would be willing to bet a majority of the people who own a Vita also now have a PS4. Yep. If they were relative early adopters within the first year or two. Um, and so their sort of insistence on this being a companion 
device, the PS4, where it's like, oh, it gives your house a second PS4. I've never used it as that. Like, I use it because all of us travel a lot, and I use it because it has, you know, it plays a lot of the amazing indie games that I love on, on PS4. A lot of them are cross-buy. It also has things like uh, like Golden Abyss and Gravity Rush and, and Persona 4 that I love. Yeah, I mean, I remember I was in... Um I was in Tokyo for TGS last year, and some of the IGN guys were playing Destiny on their Vitas, and I was just like, "How the hell? How yeah. is this possible? Yeah. Like, how are you doing this?" Or there, I, I forget it was Destiny. It was something. It was something. Some other AAA shooter type game, and they were uh, they're just like in their hotels playing Destiny with their with their PS4s on in America, yeah. and it kind of like. It's incredible, you know. It's like it's the kind of stuff we just take for granted. And it, like, like we said, very ambitious sy- system, very gorgeous, very awesome, great lineup. I think ultimately, I'm not going to remember it for that. I'm not going to remember it for the Golden Abysses. I'm going to remember it for like those smaller, quirkier mm-hmm. games that I played on it. Yeah. Um, and the fact that like for the first year of it, it was kind of a pain in the ass to organize. <laughs> yeah, jeez, seriously. Then they came out with folders. The world changed. Everyone yeah. got happier. But it's one of those things I love pulling out. Like when I go out on a trip and looking at and just being like, I have no idea what I want to play right now, but I have forty uh, games on here. Oh that yeah, like PS ones to to yeah. Persona Four. To, yeah, the library yeah. on that thing. Like on my Vita currently, when I turn that on on a flight, I'm just like, I don't even know where to start. I'm the same way. Yeah. I have so many. It's good also games like there. great for Netflix. Like that yeah. screen yeah, is absolutely. gorgeous. Yeah. I brought on vacation at one point because I was like, I don't want to break anything I can check my email with I mean you yeah. could check my email with it but why You're bother going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's kind of nice um, yeah, that's yeah it's just it's sort of yeah a weird little device I love it to death uh, sad to hear that it's actually dying it's, it's been it's been uh, it's been a weird year for Sony like if you yeah. think about it like their their first party stuff hasn't really knocked it out the park we haven't seen a, a ton of stuff from their first party yeah. studios and we've si- we've kind of seen they haven't really committed to p- throwing this thing in the grave yet but we've seen quotes here and there that are sort of just like well, it's been a good run, little buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's it's good to know that it's not totally dead yet. There's still some stuff coming, but uh, it's this seems like the end of, of PlayStation handhelds for a while. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we're gonna be seeing an Infamous. I don't think we're gonna see another God of War. Oh no, never. You'll, you'll never see anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we do, it'd probably be like a weird PSN mini title kind of thing, like yeah. a weird gambling uncharted gambling yep. game, Fortune yep. 500. <laughs> yep. Speaking yeah. of Uncharted. Um, yeah, that, that big old remastered version's coming out real soon. And, and Mark Michael... Mayfield gave us a gift to say thank you for that, by oh, yeah. the way. Mark Mayfield gave us a little sound gift that we can play here on the show to every celebrate. time. Someone says, Sully, Nathan Drake, or Uncharted. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, the Vita was kind of a golden abyss in itself. <laughs> you think so? A real expensive hole for us. <laughs> golden Abyss was, uh, was an interesting game, I yeah. gotta say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but your your thumb is hovering. I really like that game. It was one of my favorite games in the what series was it in? Uh, I think it was the uh, Uncharted series. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got a real we got a real funny uh, little piece of piece of sixteen trivia. people were in that band by the way to play that sample right there. Yeah. It's a sixteen piece orchestra. I just imagine it's a really giant clarinet that's got yeah. like, people <laughs> hanging off the sides it's, of it. It's like three a, clarinets, six vavuzelas, and there's one guy who throws a large tamarind down just the side. Like a, like a tamarind? Yeah, an old old fashioned fire truck that's yeah. got a bunch of dudes <laughs> blowing into it. <laughs> So we got this Uncharted. Uncharted is in the building right now. The Uncharted collection. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the demo's out today. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very big demo. Which uh, which one is it? Is it the? It's uh, Uncharted Two. It's what we saw at. Uh... <laughs> Night. No. <laughs> Brian. No. Fine. Brian, no. You can keep hitting the button. No. You're so mean. You look like a real sad boy. I believe it's the level we saw at. Uh... 
where are we? Pax? Yeah. yeah. That's so the Warzone yep. episode or issue. Ep- yeah, it's right after that, that truck tries to kill you in, yeah. in, the, in the small the, tunnel. Uh, what happens? The gritty reboot of Crash Bandicoot where you got to run away from something that's chasing you. Yep. What happens if you, if you die in that section? <laughs> yeah. I wish your face could make a sound right now because you look real upset, man. It would sound exactly like that sound, but slowed down about 40%. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the inception noise. Uh-huh. So the game's in the building right now. We're watching. We can talk about it, right? The, I think yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, we're, uh, there's a bunch of people in the office playing it. I've actually seen it get passed from person to person. Fun story. Uh, Jose Otero was supposed to review it for mm-hmm. us. He loves Uncharted. Yeah, he, Last he, night he was Uncharted 3 for uh, one up. Last night he was un- ice skating, which is something you can't do in any of the Uncharted games. Yet. Yet. <laughs> we haven't played four yet. Um, and he slipped and broke his elbow. Mm-hmm. So a lot of rules there. Uh, don't don't ice skate. Yeah, don't do things. Don't be that tall. Yeah, I mean, if you're that. And take care, take care of yourself. As a, as a big, though. tall man, I'm going to say don't ice skate. Just don't do it. Just don't do it at all. So uh, that, that got it's passed over what... to Vince Ingenito, friend yeah. of the show, who's been on a bunch of times. He was on for the Metal Gear review, so we'll have him talking about uh, the Uncharted review when yeah. we can get him. But seeing it uh, in action, uh, the games look great. Yeah. You know? Like even one, which if you went back and played one uh, at any point recently, like it, it, it was an amazing looking game at the time, but it's definitely shown that it's, you know, the better part of a decade old. Yeah. Um, but the games look incredible. Uh, they didn't... Some people were hoping that they were going to take sort of the shooting mechanics of three and yeah. then uh, put them into one and two, but they really didn't. I think mechanically the games are still one to one what they were back in they the day. They don't have that weird grenade wiggle thing, do they? No. No, like, no I think no, they got they, rid of yeah, they walking pa- across the log. They pa- Oh, man. Yeah. God, yeah. I haven't even thought of that. Yeah, remember that log? I totally forgot about that log. A log too far. <laughs> really didn't like that log. No, they patched all that stuff in one um, pretty early on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think like. They are, it, they're uh, they're not going to be the versions of the game that you remem- remember fondly, fakely. <laughs> you know, a lot of people do that <laughs> yeah. where you're sort of just like, I remember that game. I, I have this vision of how it looked in my head. Um, it's not that. Um, and it's not – they don't look like Uncharted 4. But they look really gorgeous. I think uh, geometry-wise, they're, they're still pretty similar. Uh, like they got a ton of new texture updates. It doesn't look like – I could be totally wrong, but it doesn't look like a ton was done in the animation department. No, like they're probably not. No, they're sort they're like a little. I don't. I can't really explain it. They're sort of just like a little. They added one brand new pot in each level, and uh, <laughs> the, most, the most hardcore mm-hmm. fans will be able to spot that pot. Yep, and there's a little spider inside them, and if yep. you eat it, you die. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and if you die, thanks, Brian. Beyond, yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, I think that it's kind of weird how they they uh, marketed it and like announced and pre- presented this because like they they kind of came out and they were like, "Hey, Uncharted Remastered Collection coming soon," and they showed what did they show like a like a sort of cinematic type of trailer? Or was it? Yeah, they, they showed do. this flyover of a map, and it was uh, I believe it was Sully mm-hmm. was talking over it. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, just like, "There's a lot of adventures and treasures, and sometimes and you now find they're what you're remastered. And, it's a whole collection." Yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> It was <laughs> available in stores. And, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was odd. It was sort of just like, show us the game. We've seen them before. Yeah, I think they could have done all, themselves a whole lot of favors by doing one of those kind of before and after shots. Yeah. Like, Here's the original. Oh, yeah. And it like maybe – it isn't necessarily flattering. It's like being like going on a, a nice first date and showing off yep. your high school yearbook photos, which yeah. I do a lot. You so do that? You bring uh, you, on your first dates? Weirdly Wait, fulfilling. Can we talk about I'm the fact nice that uh, you're engaged? You're still going on a lot of first dates? 
seems like a well, little, my, little yeah, strange. I keep getting in trouble because I'm going. That's why they're only first dates. <laughs> also, I bring my year. Anyway, a good way to not get in trouble is to not k- keep committing the same crime over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it's called um. Double it's called double jeopardy. That's right. Ooh, yeah. No, but so I'm I'm actually really excited to play these games again. I like it's easy to just to say that because they're classic games, but it's also like uh, Uncharted's in the in in the building. We've been talking about it with all the people who are working here, and it's a cool place to be in a time like that. There's just a bunch of people who are really passionate about that. And Sam Claiborne, just out of nowhere, was sort of just like Sam Claiborne, who's our managing editor here, was like, "Man, you know what I really love? I love the submarine scene in the first Uncharted game." And I'm like. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that section. Like that section is awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I mean, there's not of the three games. That's obviously one of the toughest ones to get back to. But the the submarine scene is like a. It's just a really cool moment. And then the, there's moments all throughout the second one where I'm just like, oh yeah, those are they're like classic scenes that I would watch. Like you know, somebody links you to something of like a, a part in an Indiana Jones like Temple of Doom. Like yeah. here's a minecart level, and I'm like, I have there's. Parts I have memories of Uncharted like that, so I'm really excited to go back and play them again. Don't you pet That's like a awesome. real sweet yak? You know, at one point something. Yeah, you meet a you meet you a whole do. bunch of wampas. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. Old tunnels of yeah, Hoth. A lot of bad stuff happens. In that. Uh, <laughs> so one thing I, I do want to point out: it's, it's kind of funny to remaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, that was perfect. <sighs> kind of funny to to remaster a series called Uncharted. Like it's you're replaying it. It's, uh, it's still uncharted. It's been we charted. lost the maps. Lost <laughs> They're brand new maps. They're all different. Well, they couldn't have called it recharted because that's. <laughs> I think they should have called oh it recharted. God, they really should have. They should have called it recharted. Uh, Andrew, you're back. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? <laughs> hey, welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode four hundred. We already did that. Oh. Oh, yeah. Marty, that's why Marty drew two lines on this piece of paper that's to signify said, everything you should know. Oh, and he, he, wrote, he wrote a three uh, minute three because that's when I said the F bomb. No, that was oh, man, I you guys talking about firmware and Vita. Those are the two things I was excited about. <laughs> that's we not the F bomb. Um, <laughs> 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 we have to firmware. Right? Let's put a meow every time someone says firmware. <laughs> um, yeah, Brian, so like you. This says one apple in every bag at the bottom, by the way. Yeah, that's a weird thing to do, right? Yeah. Especially the, talking about that bag of apple chips that no one who's listening to the show can see. That's yeah, another weird thing to do. Bringing some real noise. Snacks that you can't see on an audio mostly podcast. I think the only thing worse than eating an actual apple is, in terms of bad noise, is crinkling a bag of. Stop doing Didn't that. Didn't one Stop. of you get that out of here? Like Clements eat an apple? Oh, that, that was, that was, that was you. Yeah, uh, hey. Panda Musk animated it. All right, that's ah, so gross to imagine. Uh, <laughs> thanks for not doing that today. Um, oh, you're welcome. You showed up late to this episode because of some serious actual brick. <laughs> Give me the phone. Give me the phone. All right, I'm putting it. Give me the phone. Put that away. I, I if just... I see it again, I'm taking it. <laughs> Beyond. Stop. I'm putting it on my desk and I'm locking the desk. You can't Shut up. It. You can have it back at the end of the day. No, you know. <clears throat> no. Yeah. What I, happened? Uh... Something real weird happened that is totally one of those things that should not really be happening so much in 2015. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's weird because like it'll be there will be more to this by the time you're, you're listening to this episode. But basically, uh, the Call of Duty account for at least a couple hours. Twitter came, account. Yep. Twitter account. Yeah, mm-hmm. at Call of Duty on Twitter. Became global news aggregate, current um, events aggregate, current events aggregate, where me. we bring you real, real news. Yeah, their tagline was "Where we bring you real news." And here's the thing: they they changed their header, their logo, and they're still verified. So if you just follow a bunch of people, you just see a verified current events Twitter account tweeting out that there was a bombing in Singapore, and it's essentially a fake terrorist attack. It's yeah. So about- I'm I'm gonna read through some of the tweets in the timeline real quick. I mean, I like. 
before we really get into it, I think this is a just very gross, crass, bad idea thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that also, like, I understand video games getting political. That's totally fine. Uh, I think that we live in kind of a nightmare world, and I play a lot of video games to sort of get away from that kind of stuff. Also, like, regular news feeds on Twitter, bad enough yep. as is. Mm-hmm. So to not have, I mean, and also think about the kind of people that would follow Call of Duty on Twitter. It's mostly yep. people who are like... You know, and the F fact word that this, and where's you, my trailer? And if you retweet something, and you're like, "Oh, cool, Call of Duty tweeted this thing." Yeah, it's gonna, people are gonna see it, and they don't understand that. They don't. There's the context does not get retweeted. You, right, you don't get yeah. right. And so you click on it, you're like, "What is this?" And it's got a million something followers. It's verified. And here's yep. here's where I don't understand this. So one day ago, current events aggregate, which was <laughs> at Call of Duty, of one day. Pick, uh, <laughs> tweeted a picture of. A, a a very pretty woman with a, a, a triangular V cleavage going on, and it says, "Congrats to Title Vortex for dominating the box office two weeks in a row." So I think that's them saying this is a fake movie, or was I don't even know what that is. Contextually, it means nothing because it still says current events aggregate in the corner. Well, so in their fake news world, a movie uh, dominated the box office two weeks in a row. Great news, awesome, off to a good start in your fake news source. Uh-oh, breaking news, unconformed reports are coming in of an explosion on the north bank of the Singapore Marina. The cause of the explosion is unknown, but large plumes of dark smoke have been seen rising from the site. And then there's like a bad video game screenshot of what they think smoke looks like. Um, city authorities urge the public not to panic and not to hinder the emergency teams that are converging on the area. Now, that thing I just read, that's, that soundbite, that's just a tweet. So that has 218 retweets, 454 favorites. 218 people spread that tweet to other people who, out of context of anything, just saw city authorities urge the public not to panic and not to hinder, which is the best way to get the public to panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Next tweet, update. Sources confirm explosion took place at the Singapore Research Laboratories belonging to Coalescence Corporation. There's a picture of what I believe is what they think Singapore looks like. And (laughs) just rays of lights and explosions coming out of it. Authorities have implemented a no-fly order in response to the apparent crash of relief. VTOLs heading to the seat of the explosion. Well, and here's the real problem. So by the time you're listening to this, I'm sure Activision will have released some kind of statement about this. Uh, In the time right before I came in, they tweeted out two hours after this, they tweeted out, this was a glimpse into the future fiction of Black Ops 3. And the account has now been rebranded Call of Duty and yeah. has all the Call of Duty stuff back. But you don't do that after. Like, that's sort of the weird thing. So I want to read some of the responses to this. If you walk into a bank and you go, all right, everybody, give me your money right now. Put your, put your hands on the ground. Give me all the money because I want the money right now. Yeah. And then the and then cops you say, show up and you go, and this concludes my one-man show about <laughs> Billy Bank Robber and his crazy heist. Look for Payday 4 heist bros in stores this well, fall. Didn't that also happen with Call of Duty in Australia? Didn't yeah. They have like so a here we go. Listen to this one. I, I, I want to show you how this is how the public is, is reacting to this. Drones have been spotted over an area approximately 30 square miles in size, broadcasting messagings, advising people to stay in their homes. Gabriel says, remake COD 4. <laughs> Reaxuez says, I think you might be scaring people. Conway says, swag. <laughs> so I don't know. Like we... The real Mr. Big Mac, how did you get that? He says, know, I mean it, fam. Knock it off. Yeah, I, I, mean, would, I would say I don't want to live on this planet anymore, but one of the Call of Duty games went to space pretty recently, <laughs> so I don't think it even counts anymore. I guess we'll. I mean, it, it's a weird thing to talk about in the moment because I, it all depends on how Activision handles this. Afterwards. This will change by the time. Uh, the yeah, yeah, but it, it's super weird. I want to read mo- one more from Earth Products. Pr- Proud Coxian. He actually couldn't spell that right. He says, "Yeah, right. I thought this was a real attack." Well, good job for sniffing out the tricks. Hey, uh, 
Publishers, PR people, stop it. Yep. Yeah, and I think <laughs> don't do this. Don't throw balloons into the bay or sacrifice a goat at a God of War party or kill a clown on a roof or whatever you want to do next. <laughs> Just stop. Just give it a rest. You want to you sell your games? Make a couple of posters. Actually, try this. Get the people who are working on your game to uh, give you a, maybe 30, 60, or maybe three or four minutes of video footage of the game being played by real humans. Add some cool music, a couple of those like tugboat sound effects they put in every movie trailer right now. Slap a release date and a price on the end. And put it out there. That's all you have to do. You don't have to kill anybody or fake kill anybody or come up with a fake Twitter account that terrifies real people on planet Earth. Just stop. Please. I beg of you. Beyond. Please talk about those. To promote the release of the upcoming (laughs) Where's the Water 2, special operatives will be shouting fire in crowded theaters, (laughs) leaving moviegoers wondering, where's the water? Naughty Dog has released 6,000 actual dogs (laughs) into a children's home. Uh, (laughs) Play along with the brand new Uncharted AR game. (laughs) Google Maps is down. You'll all get lost. (laughs) A drone will dump 10,000 pounds of sand on your parents' house and turn it into a desert from Uncharted 3. All right. This is the worst. Please stop doing this. Please. Thank you. Okay. Uh, hit Mavuzula noise. <laughs> Hitman, just Hitman. Hitman, just Hitman. The not Hitman Go, not Hitman a- Absolution. None of the other Hitman. He's just the regular old man. Yeah, a lot of gonna, franchises are doing that lately. Need for Speed's yeah. doing that. I feel like this is kind of a, a, a mixed messaging because this is the Hitman that's coming out sort of episodically, kind of, sort of. It's going to trickle out campaign missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming out March 11th. Yeah. It's supposed Got to come to out this year. December. Yeah. Uh, initial content will be launched. This includes six campaign missions across three locations, Paris, Sapienza, and Marrakesh. For contracts mode, there will be about 800 targets for you to craft your contact from. Okay. Uh, yeah, so their whole thing there was that uh, it was going to launch in December, seemingly with, like, a mission. I think what happened was somebody there looked at a video game release date calendar <laughs> and were like, <laughs> no, nope. maybe we shouldn't do this. Um, and their whole plan was you pay $60 up front and then you can just uh, – you get everything for free as it comes out. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where well, I don't know if people are going to want to pay $60 sure. for like one mission. And, and like what if you don't – like it's like that weird – if you release something episodically and you play episode one and you don't like it, mm-hmm. you're done. You don't have to pay for episode two and three and four and five. But like this is that weird case where like if you had to pay six, if you had to pay 60 up front, yeah. then it would be crappy because then you're stuck with all that so, other content. Yeah. So there's a weird thing now. Yeah. yeah. There is the Hitman intro pack, which has been announced, which allows you to just purchase the March content for 35 bucks. So you get three big old Hitman maps with 800 people to kill or something. Uh, and if you want access to the subsequent updates after that, you can buy an extra pack for 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. So you buy just slightly more than half a game and you get maybe half a game, maybe a tiny tip of the iceberg of the game. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything. This is pre-ordering the game grants you access to the beta for the game that was supposed to be out in two months. What? Yeah. Only available weird. for PC and PS4. Uh, it's an interesting yeah. model. I mean, like, I... I'm not crazy about this specific model, but I do like that people are thinking outside the box on traditional game prices because, mm-hmm. like, I don't think... I don't think we live in a world where a $60 game always makes sense anymore. And I mean, like, the Call of Duty stuff that happened last week, um, aside from the fake terrorist attack, was that they put a... Uh, the last-gen version, PS3, 360, of Black Ops 3, they announced will not have a uh, campaign. 
It'll be just the online. So but if they want still... to experience the future fiction of Call of Duty, they, <laughs> they have, have to, to go, go to on Twitter. Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but uh, that was weird because that means it's still $50. So they're essentially valuing the campaign at 10 which is – I mean they're not really, but but they sure. are. It's a weird thing of like what is the cost of that right. six-hour campaign and mm-hmm. like how, what is fair there. And maybe $35 is a happier medium. Um Everything is doing free to play on PC now. It's like obviously a much bigger deal than it was. Mobile has freemium stuff. I'm sure you talked about with the Vita stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's just really interesting because price models are kind of the last thing to figure out right now. And this is at least a step in that direction, even if this one specifically is kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it just seems like unclear messaging. You know? Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's the thing. If you're going to do something like this, you have to spell it out point by point and make it crystal clear what you're doing. Because like nobody wants to be like, I spent sixty bucks, could have spent thirty five. Because uh, I do think you can still do the $60 point of entry, unless I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, are these essentially assassination packs? I mean, this is not going to be like a telltale situation where you're like, oh, story cliffhanger. You know? I mean, not what necessarily kind of story cliffhanger. Is Hitman okay? But like, it's, he's fine. It, it might just be new giant sandbox missions. And yeah. if each sandbox mission you want to spend a couple hours in, then it's... Which I'm okay yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, totally. And if they're, the, if they're good, yeah. The reveal yeah. we got at E3 for this, really gorgeous. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, definitely got kind of like a... Kind of a Skyfall vibe to did it. Did you see yeah. what they did yeah. since then to promote the game? They they actually assassinated 800 real people. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. future fiction right there. That's right. Um, yeah. Follow no, them like, on Twitter. And they're, they're kind of saying like, uh, it just seems like really just the messaging's all over the place. Like they're sort of be like, hey, guys, this is real special. Here's a picture of our biggest map from the last game. And here's the size of one of the maps you're getting in this one. It's like way bigger. And that's awesome. And I'm excited to check that out. Mm-hmm. It was clear that all of those, um, all those Square Enix games from like, the very end of, of last gen, like they all, and you see the PC version and they like looked incredible. It was very clear that they were kind of working on something that was future proof and it's kind of cool to see that actually getting implemented. But like yep. to be like, hey, uh, half the game is ready. Hey, uh, history teacher, I got uh, the first three pages of my paper. I'm going to turn them in on, on uh, Friday and then I'm going to turn the rest of it in on uh, on the following Wednesday. <laughs> Will I get a good grade? <laughs> how will you score me? How will that go? That is an yeah. interesting thing. Like, how do we review this game? That's really interesting yeah. too. No, that sounds it sounds yeah, tricky. It's crying it, right now. They haven't. Yeah. I, there, there's no multiplayer component for this or anything. Is no. there? There's no online no. crap. Really? I don't believe so. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, maybe leaderboards, but yeah, weird. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting model for sure. Yep. I mean, I how did we review the last Resident Evil game? Well, but that was one. two separate episodes. So we scored episode one, we scored episode two. No, it was five episodes. Yeah, or, it was five I mean, episodes but I'm just saying, like, each one was distinct. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like a, like, this is like a chunk of a of a larger whole, I think. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's that's what I mean. Like, again, it, I, I think, like, this kind of thing. Like, like maybe they did spell it out clearer than we are here, but I don't think that we know all the answers to these questions. And, like, that's exactly kind of the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing we glossed over. We were, we were on Uncharted for a while, but we didn't talk about the actual Uncharted thing that was on our paper. Do you want oh. to talk about that? The Johnny Knoxville thing? Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. uh, I believe it came from an article, uh, an interview with The Verge, that uh, the original model for Nathan Drake, and we have a picture of it in the article, was um, based on Johnny Knoxville. It's like very DreamWorks animated, like quirky faced. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, And they were still coming off like Jack and Daxter then. Yeah, I guess so. So there's kind of like taking that cartoony stuff. Yeah. 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 It It definitely had that kind of like 90s. It had more like style to it. Kind of like swanky edge guy to it like he actually said that in the notes that he looked like Dane Cook yeah a little bit like Danny old Danny Cook and then they said they, they auditioned DC. 20 or 30 actors until they found Nolan and Nolan was one they obviously went with no, it's, Nolan I mean, it's North North thing. Nolan. I think that's super interesting yeah this is the kind of stuff they always they frequently put in developer diaries yeah but very like pared down thanks to you know PR and marketing and stuff and I I 
hate developer diaries. I cannot stand them as promotional items. Mm -hmm. I love that kind of stuff after the fact. Like, after I've gotten my hands on the game and it's like, I understand why I should care. Like, I... I care. Sure. Yep. And then they show me yeah. like, oh, here's what it could have been. Here's what could have been different. You yeah. Know, here's well, what went wrong. And instead, most of the time, we get something like this, which is what almost ten years later, almost mm-hmm. ten, yeah. yeah. Like why that could have been that could have trickled out way sooner. Uh, but most of the time, we get stuff where people like go into the code and they're like, oh, here's this stuff we found that they were yeah, trying to implement. Out. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it makes you need to time it right because right? there's like that thing where like if you're reading a Star Wars book and you're like, oh my god, C3PO is almost like a Totally, it was a human man, and he was red, or whatever the mm-hmm. hell weird thing it is. Like, if you know who C-3PO is, that means something to you. Whereas, like, if some game hasn't come out yet, and they're like, oh, like, Barney blah, blah, blah used to look like an elephant. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean anything to you, because, like, you don't know who Barney blah, blah, blah is yet. Yeah, also, no, like, they, oh, Barney blah, blah, blah looks like crap game. I don't want to see it <laughs> They did, like, a weird, it was a couple years ago, they did that weird, like, uh, Star Wars figure line of the Mal- Ralph McQuarrie, like, concept yeah, arts. Yeah, those are hilarious. Where Han Solo's got, like, a beard and, like, a, the gambit just, thing around his looks neck. Like, he looks like George Lucas with a weird hat. Or, like, Bob Vila. Chewbacca looks like a, like a oh bush God, baby. Bob yeah. Vila. Yeah. That's Han Solo. Everybody has the weird, like, swords instead of lightsabers. Yeah, that stuff's really cool to me. I love that. So especially, yeah, I love it. But I agree with Max. Like, you need to know. You need the context to know why that's cool or different. Yeah, they didn't reveal that stuff in like you know June of nineteen seventy six. Get your get your finger away from that. <laughs> that doesn't even fit. We're talking about Uncharted. No, you, we're talking. You, you managed to the bodies. Before we started talking about something else, I wanted to make sure I got that noise in one more time. They should show the concept <laughs> art of the different instruments they were planning on using for when Nate dies. Nate died. I love that you still have that tab open or whatever the hell you're even on. This was sent to us by a Beyond fan. He said, this is my gift for the week. So I want you to all yell at Mark Mayfield. This is your fault. Yeah. And I love you. Thank you for Thanks, making Mark. this the best episode of Beyond Appreciate ever. It. You made a big old mess. You did a really good job today. Thank you so much. And that concludes the death of that bit. All right. Great job, Brian. This is awesome. You're, right. you're bringing a great sure. uh, great level of energy and weird trumpet noises to the <laughs> show. It. It's a good thing to have. Speaking of Beyond fans, we have something wonderful on the table. Where do these come from? Oh, these are from American Born Moonshine. Uh, yeah, these are these are cool. It's uh, three. Let's see. We got this uh, White Lightning original one. And actually, also. Just for the record, this the isn't tr- sponsored or anything. No, 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 a courier just showed up and was like, uh, I wish we were sponsored by Moonshine. <laughs> Marty Goldfarb, there's Moonshine here for you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's in three flavors. There's an apple pie one that smells like apple juice, uh, mm-hmm. or it's made with apple juice. And they have all these like recommended recipes and stuff. I don't know. We're, we're going to try these after the show, I think. All right. Um, um, they light up. <laughs> this one's, this so, one's giving me a little bit of a... Turn off the lights on the yeah. Moonshine. Turn off that white <laughs> lightning. Um, I, it's a weird so, sentence. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about something, again, <clears throat> yep. because all, that's all I want to talk about. Uh, I'm so madly, crazily in love with Phantom Pain. Like, I love this game so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't played. Uh, I, what are I'm, you waiting for? So, A copy. I need to just go by it. I yeah. am about 65, maybe 70 hours into the game. I'm at 40%. Uh, I'm, Jesus. Yeah. I've, I've done th- uh, just, well, <clears throat> I'm getting my ass kicked in the 31st mission. Um, so you're close to the end of the story. I don't know. Yeah. I'm told that there's 50 missions of story and then there's side ops and there's basically cassette tapes. And it's... Why did you say, you said to me before, I'm going to go home and finish Metal Gear tonight. Well, a Metal Gear. Oh, aim. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I was like, you're going to do 19 spoil missions? Any, the, uh, like the fifth game in this series titled Metal Gear that refers to a big robot. You fight a big robot. Um, also, anytime there's a beginning of a mission, they show you credits and they're like, this episode stars 
a, 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 a flaming man and a, the the scary gas mask baby and skull faces. <laughs> and you're like, it, you'll be starting like a mission. You're like, I wonder what's going to happen in this. And you're like, well, thanks a lot. Like, yep. yeah. way to give that away. But anyway, I, I'm so crazy about this game. And there's some weird stuff in there. Like I did the thing where um, here's a here's a fun a fun uh, tip. If you don't bathe much in that game, first of all, it's a game where you have to take baths. We knew that. Uh, you get real stinky and you get flies all over you. Uh, but if you do it, can people smell you if that happens? Yes, they okay. catch you. They catch you more, and you also go a little bit crazy because if you're a real stinky man with a beard and a devil <laughs> horn and an eye patch, and you're yeah. running around, it's people are like. This is a- I had a couple moments like that where I, I caught myself. I'm usually very uh, hygienic in real life, and in that game, I'll go back to mother base and take a hot shower every now and then, which is something you can do. Uh, they yell at you if you don't. No, 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 they 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 don't just yell at you. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, you yeah. get off the plane, and they you get a lovely a lovely Troy Baker coming snake. You stink. And then he throws a bucket of water on yep. you. However, if you're really good pals with quiet, a different thing happens that's real awkward where you take a shower together. Really? Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's a real weird thing. So get real smelly in that game if you want to shower with the terrifying underpants sniper. There's a really good <laughs> video going around where someone uh, replaced the model and you take a shower with Ocelot instead of Quiet, but they're reacting as though it's Quiet. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, this game is so much about like kind of making up your own story. I've gotten to hit a few like big cutscenes, and I don't really care that much. Uh, and it's like it's fun. It's very Kojima, you know. Like I kind of am like, oh, this is this is weird. This is a weird cerebral junk food. Uh, but That's so much of the game is boss. cerebral junk. <laughs> I think I, I think I folded him the other day. Um, but no, like so much of it is about like being like being big boss and like becoming your own character and just kind of like it's a it's a role playing game. Like it's there's there's grinding, there's customization. I started modding all my weapons and I made a submachine gun that looks like Wolverine because it's got like blue clips and like a yellow stock and yeah. mm-hmm. it's got crap sticking out of it every every which way. And like I'll go into a mission and like I keep waiting for to reach that point where it's just where it feels very perfunctory and I'm kind of over it, but it manages to capture that, like, I'm going to go in and kick some ass vibe so much. Because, like, I show up and I'm, like, I get in my, in my zebra print helicopter and I'm, like, I'm in my, my chopper and I got my, my dog with an eye patch and I'm dressed in, like, zebra camo print mm-hmm. and I'm, like, blaring aha and I'm flying into this base and I jump out and I'm, like, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to screw screw the dog. I'm taking the, the weird little robot. And I got this bright pink robot, like, wheelchair thing I get in and I start <laughs> stomping around and I'm just like this is this is like the weirdest action movie ever made mm-hmm. I think when, when it's it. when it's all kind of working in synchronicity like that is that when it just totally absolutely nails how much I love what that what that game is doing I think like in pieces you're like oh I have a dog and he's sniffing things out and like you know I have this cool horse and I can put armor on him and sometimes like I call a box in from the sky and it lands on his head and he falls over and <laughs> yeah. it looks like something from Three Stooges for four minutes until he gets back up and he's just like oh don't do that again but I made I'm it like, 40 minutes in this episode until Brian talked about a horse that's right yeah. no I mean like I had, a, I had a mission where I was like I'm like I kept getting beat by the, the bad guys I kept screwing up and I was supposed to just like kidnap this one man in a truck and I just I became such good friends with my horse that I brought the horse in. The horse took a big dump in the road. The truck spun out. I tied a balloon to it, and I just was out of there. Like uh-huh. I just, I, I did the thing I was supposed to do in the most completely ludicrous, wily coyote means possible with the help of an animal friend. While Aha was blaring from my zebra print helicopter, I don't know when I'm going to get a game that has as many weird bits and pieces that yeah. feel like it's catered to me. Uh, you won't, because most. Triple A Western action games 
are way up their own asses. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> totally like, true. Look at the Call of Duty Twitter account. Yeah. Like, you're going to get a lot of like stuff that's ridiculous for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And that's why we find so many really serious games here uh, in North America that we that we make fun of because when they break uh, character for a moment or they actually break, it's hilarious to make fun of them. But Metal Gear, like... Like I've I've seen people doing this the stuff you were talking about like swapping characters out and it's like yeah that's really ridiculous that's really goofy like somebody swapped the dog with Ocelot and like he's rolling around on the floor and I'm like that's hilarious but not as funny as just when you're regularly playing yeah. that game so on its own I think it's like there's something there's something like Japanese slapstick about it that I absolutely love that I really I really wasn't expecting I mean I should have be I should have because Metal Gear's always been kind of goofy like that mm-hmm. but I think that's what I love about it and what I'm going to miss the most once the Metal Gear franchise kind of disappears for a while is that not only is Metal Gear probably going away for a very long time uh, it also signifies the end of of Konami making console games as we know it which is sort of one of these last bastions of Japanese game developers doing really big, crazy, awesome things. Now we have Capcom, but like their next foray is making a first, you know, a, a shooting game, Resident Evil, which is going to be so up its own ass and, and so serious, uh, and a lot of remakes. I mean, I'm still not totally sold on Konami completely stepping away from AAA. I I'm not that, either, yeah. but I mean, you got you got to look at the situation as sort of like it's pretty dire for Japanese game devs, and Metal Gear Solid Five is an anomaly to see that game in 2015 and to see an action game that's that goofy and that's and that fun. Like you're so, talking about that you can run it with leopard print you know and, I, this I, and, I, and and steal tapes and stuff like that, you know? It's a combination between Far Cry 3 and Far Cry Blood Dragon. Yeah. Like it manages to have all that weird 80s action movie stuff but with a, some level of like commitment to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was, I was it's uh, with like camp or shtick or like kind of like when, when something is kind of it's really hard to generate something that's intentionally silly and corny. Right. But I think that Metal Gear's always managed to sort of do that. It's like, hey, if you run into the bathroom fast enough, somebody's not wearing pants. Like, what a weird blooper, you know? Like, yeah. what a weird thing to have intentionally in your game. Like, if you, sh- if you scare a man and you shoot the question mark above his head, he goes to sleep. Why? Why? I don't know. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I'm, I'm, I haven't finished the game. I don't really want to because I want it to keep going. And, like, I keep waiting to get tired of it, but I'm not yet, and it I'm just so in love with it. It makes me so happy, and it's, like, I think it's I think it might be, like, my favorite game in the series, possibly my f- favorite game ever. Like, Metal Gear Solid 2 was the most excited I've ever been about a game. Uh, I was looking forward to this game. I was kind of burnt out by the kind of the long marketing tale it had behind it with Ground Zeroes and everything, and Ground Zeroes was honestly pretty boring in the grand scheme of things, but, like, this is just everything I've wanted, and I'm... It, like I know Fallout 4 is coming out and Battlefront's coming out and Uncharted 4 is coming out and like all these other amazing games are coming out but I don't know if I'm going to be able to fly in with my zebra print chopper blaring aha and <laughs> go make a horse those. poop in the, in the road yep I mean, as of, so it's your game of the year as of right now. I assume. Yeah, like because yeah. you were you were super hot on Witcher and a bunch of other stuff, but no, Witcher's Witcher's incredible, but it's like it it's not fun. You know, <laughs> no, right. mean, like, it's no, like, yeah. not like like fun, yeah. fun. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's good, it's satisfying, it's got an incredible story. There's a lot of stuff going on there. I still haven't finished that either, but it was like that's like reading a book that you're like, I'm curious to see what happens, but uh, it's not a page turner, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want Metal Gear to end because I after that happens, and I'm like, well, what then? Yeah. Like I'm going, I'm going on vacation next week, and I'm sort of like, well, 
rats. I won't be able to sneak around with my weird Wolverine gun and my leopard print c- See, camo underpants. And, that, and that's the kind of thing that bums me out, right? Is that you're you're like, if there's a game you really love, you usually get it every year, you know, or you get it every few years. Like we're gonna get another GTA in a few years. We're gonna the GTA Online's going right now. They're probably gonna do single player stuff eventually. Uh, more story mission stuff. Uh, if you love Call of Duty, if you love Assassin's Creed, uh, th- even games like Far Cry, you're going to get every year, every other year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know when we're going to get another game like this. I don't know if we'll ever get another game like this. So, yeah, I mean, savor it, man. I mean, there's online. There's Metal Gear Online. Maybe yep. you'll get into that. But it's a, it's a very special thing. We were very lucky to have gotten it. It seems like it was like it's the kind of baby that kills a mother. <laughs> You know, like <laughs> look at Andrew. He's just like it's a Les dark enfants. metaphor, but dude, I mean, like this Les is enfants terrible. <laughs> yeah, like it's uh, like it's here in the world now, and its parents are dis- are divorced. Uh, this, it not like this this whole this whole situation. Not only like it ended this franchise, uh, it ended with Silent Hills. Like anything around all of this, uh, like <laughs> Metal Gear blazed the trail through that. Like it just. <laughs> Really got out what? there in the world. I'm sorry. It's a very special thing. Uh, probably, probably I, I'm try, I'm, I, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's a very special thing, and it it, it ruined a lot of. Oh, it it just it really changed the world to get here. So I'm the best really thing happy I can hope it. is that Konami licenses out that that um, Fox engine, and yeah. just it becomes a thing that people get to tinker with and experiment yeah, with, I'm, and like. God, I hope that happens. I'm not, again, like, I just, yeah, there's all these rumors right now, and yeah, the Silent Hill stuff was devastating. There's a lot of stuff, but, like, like in those games you mentioned, right, like, yeah, like, the Call of Duties, the Assassin's Creed, the things we get every year, definitely, I, I agree with that, but, like, something like GTA that was, it was, what, from 2008 to 2013 in between when those games came out? Like, I think five years from now there will be another Metal Gear game. I, I don't know what form it'll be in, but I think Silent Hill and Metal Gear and all those things it'll like be a pachinko machine. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a pachinko or an endless runner on mobile. But no, I mean like I seriously, I think if if I would be very surprised if Konami's actually done. Uh, I think even if they are, like Max said, like those franchises land somewhere. Yeah, kinda like when THQ stopped. Uh, I just I don't think I don't know. I would be very 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 surprised if this is just the end of that franchise. Like I think within the next year in the same way that like BioShock is dormant right now, but like there'll be another BioShock. Yeah, but whoever takes over that 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 series next is going to have to be Oh, of course. Just just as insane and just as weird and just as bizarre. Like the, that's that's what's really that's the, what really makes the game so special. The one way that would make me really okay with a Kojima-less Metal Gear is if it was a follow-up to Snake's Revenge. Mm-hmm. So they took like the original Metal Gear that didn't have Kojima attached to it that was just this weird like you just run around and punch dudes it's not even really a stealth game it's sort of a bad bootleg Rambo game I'm actually more excited for the you know the the mighty number nine Metal Gear that he gets to make someday without anybody getting in his way where he can kind of just be like I want to I'm going to kickstart my own sequel or my own sort of reboot half sequel to this franchise i'm gonna make a metal gear game that doesn't have any of those characters it's just gonna be completely insane because i mean let's be honest i don't think that matters like the, the characters are cool and all metal gear solid 5 showed that there's sort of a backseat to just how awesome the gameplay is because the, the story is just not really that pronounced i think that if one day he gets to go i'm making a a stealth action game and it's got Balloons and animals, <laughs> and yeah, I'm in. He's got Yo, balloon I'm, animals, and he's like, "Go on Kickstarter, fund my new balloon animal stealth action game." I'm like, "Yeah, silver I'm cogs." In. There we go. Yeah. We already have a working title. Yeah. I love it. All right, so a bunch of games are coming out this week. We've got <laughs> Arcade Archives Karate Champ for PS4, Arcade Archives Shusio Zumo, 
Dungeon Defenders 2 Beta is hitting PS4. Um, I checked out this this game a while ago. It's really pretty. Yeah. It's, it's, very, it's, it's one yeah. of those games where you're like, oh, that's what a cartoon would look like if it was a video game. Um, and the first Dungeon Defenders was like kind of... Kind of <laughs> Wasn't it? What did you write down? No, he's just looking at the last. The last. I'm thing looking I... at my my curse list from this episode. Because <laughs> the second one has a question mark behind it. Because <laughs> we're right. not really sure if that's a curse. Uh, Dynamite fishing world games. Wait, that's the whole t- Dynamite fishing world games. I don't know. Okay, something like that. Uh, NBA Live 16 for PS4. It was a real good uh, animation of a, a player about to shoot a free throw, and he turns around and shoots a free throw in the other direction, like 75 feet. Like he's feet. still on that the line. traitor. Sabatier. <laughs> <laughs> really Are you sure you weren't just watching like a Trick Shots YouTube video? <laughs> uh, Gem Legends is coming to Vita. Who says the Vita's dead? Gem Legends is coming to it. There you go. Who here likes Gem Legends? Okay. I thought that said Gem Lizards. I got a little more excited than I should have. <laughs> uh, Hardware Rivals, the, uh, the beta is coming for PS Hardware, Plus Hardware, colon, Rivals. Yes. Cool. Is, it, it's, is that a game based on the console, the console wars? War, yeah. yeah. Is it, why does this? I just really just stop putting colons in your titles. It makes them sound dumb when you say them, and it's just I don't know. Hard, hardware Junction, so Hardware Fun Town, whatever. It, this game looks cool. We got brightly colored trucks. So that's all I want is a giant, giant child with the brain of a macaw. Uh, Journey, <laughs> Journey Collector's what? Edition. Uh, no idea what's coming out. <laughs> yeah, that's like the bundle. That's uh, it's like sort of like the retail one that came out a while back. Yeah, yeah. PS3. Journey Flower Flow. If yep. You haven't played those. Go and down. it's all cross by now, so it's like you get it for PS3 and, and Vita for those two. Which is I love how they're the uh, that game company has like a duck duck goose naming convention. They're like Flow Flower Journey. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mega Man Legends PS1 Classic. You just Super call it Flower Flower. <laughs> I like my favorite games are Flow and Flower. <laughs> um, I like Juarnar. Yeah, Mega Man Legends. Uh, sort of a black sheep in the, the Mega game. Man world. That game's really good. That's a good one to check out. Uh, NBA 2K16, is it the same? That's a Spike Lee joint. No, so that's the... NBA 2K16 is the one that's actually consistently good. NBA Live is the one that's been a lot of trouble for EA. That's the one where yep, Spike works. Lee did the single player mode. Okay, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, PS3, PS4. Then there's Onigiri for PS4. That's a type of shushy. Yeah. All right. Uh, and there's Persona 4 Dancing All Night, which I like we talked that, about. That takes, that takes a good bunch. backs off the rails. I like how I'm thinking of the secret shushy. story that Mitch told us yesterday about... Uh, anyway, um, yeah, Persona 4 Wait, is I want to hear it now. Oh, Mitch's no, mom. Really yeah. It's really dumb, and we have to swear to say it. It's a dumb joke Mitch's mom okay, has about the word sushi. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, Persona 4 Dancing All Night is great. Uh, I really, really like it. Again, if you... I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but if you... Like Persona 4 at all, there's awesome fan service in it, and even if you're not into rhythm games, it's basically just a visual novel, and you dance. You do dance every so often, but it's uh, much like the fighting game spinoff games. You um, you mostly just get the perspective of the characters and get to see people interact you didn't previously. It's just fun. Sounds like a grand old time. A whole good. night's worth of fun. Miranda gave it an 8.4. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prismatic Solid. Uh, Kojima's great new spinoff project <laughs> uh, about a, a rainbow snake. See, um, the Kickstarter's already funded. The yeah. game's already out. That's coming to PS4. Uh, Samurai Warriors 4-2. Uh, I think that's 4-11. That's yeah. the prequel to 7-11 where they start a store together. This is about Samurai Warriors who answer uh, phone calls about asking for, hey, Samurai Warriors, do you, know my, do you know my friend's, uh, my friend's phone? Samurai Warriors yeah. 3-11 is Colin Moriarty's favorite Samurai Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thief Town. Who would live there? (laughs) (laughs) 
Man. Old Town. You should have died at the improv. You should have played the movie with Zella Noiser because that joke died. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, there's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, Dr. Anthony Hawk. Pro Skater 5. Uh, that game came out today. We got the copy today. Real, a bad sign. Real weird. Uh, this is somebody on Twitter said the, the best way to look at this. Um, it is, uh, what is it? Brian, what is the thing about the season pass? Was it? Was it? Oh yeah, it's a it's a season pass with day one game. This is actually in the uh, in the in the podcast beyond Facebook group. Adam Rowland said, "What do you think of this Tony Hawk patch having a day one game?" Oh damn, that's I, pretty. I yeah, love. That's actually really and, funny. And for yeah. context on that, it's because the patch you downloaded today was almost twice as big as the yeah. Game. The game it's was a four gigs. The patch yeah. was oh, uh, over seven. Uh, yeah. We also read that the the game is actually just uh, it's the tutorial park. And a tutorial section, and then just like sort of like a starting area. Yeah, you need the update is like the video game. The update is the video game. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have an internet connection and you bought this game and you, you know, you're going to go camping with your. PS4 or whatever. Uh, you can't really play if anything else. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. Said, I've, I've, I'm reviewing it. I've, I've put about three hours into it so far. It's not the worst. Okay. Uh, it has a lot of problems. The physics and the collision are pretty awful. I think that's the the which is a little odd because, because this game is all about physics and colliding. It's literally yeah. the point of the game is yeah. to be able to skate up things and skate back down them without expecting your character to melt into the yeah. earth. Yeah, but uh, Lil Wayne's in it, so that's cool. Yeah, is this sort of like the uh, is is the Tony Hawk is the Tony Hawk series kind of like the Rocky series and that it's sort of autobiographical about like I always said the Rocky's about Stallone as his career is this about yeah. Tony Hawk's career and he, at this point he's just sort of like he just wants to melt into the into the half pipe but he doesn't really <laughs> he doesn't really care that much he you know he flips off his board he just flies into the sky and he's like yeah man I'm it's fine literally I over fall. this yeah. I I just I don't really understand how they're justifying making these games bad so many times in a row. Like, there have been as many bad ones as good ones now. Yeah, uh, Which really sucks because, like, this is a numbered entry in the franchise. This is not, like, Tony Hawk's, you know, fun or whatever the hell. It's like a downloadable title for $15. This is a $60 game that has a big fat number five in it. This is the return to form for the franchise for anybody walking in to uh, a a store for the first time in a while who misses this franchise, which is tons of people who grew up playing video games. it's a five. It's like, oh, man, you should have gotten it right by now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like, I was thinking about this the other day, like, Video games are weird now because you can leave one for a little while and come back and it can be dead. Like people aren't playing it anymore. Like the world is empty and all the servers are gone. But you can also come back to a game and it's better. Like games age now while you walk away. Like if you played Uncharted 1 and you were doing that log balance thing and you were lobbing grenades with your motion controls and you came back six months later, you didn't have to do any of those things anymore. So maybe this will be a great game someday. Today it looks like kind of a mess, and I think that their their structure of releasing a game with such a huge patch on the first day is is not good. So um, also it was really funny because we came back from lunch and Marty turned on his screen and like five other Tony Hawks had wandered in. Everyone was playing as Tony Hawks, and there were just like five. Everyone Tony was Hawks. playing Vanilla Hawk, so it was like multiplicity. <laughs> That's the ghost of Tony Hawk. Ryan Vanilla Hawk is also downhill my jam and all the other. <laughs> uh, then of course there's Toto Temple Deluxe for mm-hmm. PS4. Um, so if you love the rains down on the Africa, whatever, there is a game for you. Is that a Toto song? That reference? was a, yeah. a reference to the artist Toto. Wow, I, yes. that's, I, I, I would be amazed if anyone <laughs> listening to the show got that. Some YouTube commenter I got mad. Africa's that obscure. Some YouTube commenter got real mad in a real incoherent sense that I had trouble actually understanding. 
because apparently I, that joke I made about Power Man 5000 a couple episodes ago was too inside baseball. It's when not, Worlds Collide reference? No. It was about somebody said like some weird name of a game and I was like, oh, it's a popular member of Power Man 5000 and everyone chuckled and apparently we chuckled too hard at our own joke there. Uh-oh. It's not inside baseball if you don't get the joke. It's inside inside baseball if we're like, oh, my old my old pal so and so over at this studio, like, you know, it was inside baseball when Goldfarb went to tell, start to tell that story about Mitch's mom's sushi. <laughs> that is inside baseball. That was inside baseball. And then we never finished it. That's like, not we inside baseball. That's just like what? This is me being bad at podcast. That's like how sixth yeah. graders tell stories. Yeah. Okay. And let's let's land on the the last big one here, and then get to rapid fire. Yeah. Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection, the demo, if you want to run away from a truck and then maybe hide behind some stuff yep. and climb a yeah. thing. And it only has easy and normal difficulty on it, um, but actual game is out October 7th. Yeah. Yeah, something tells me this is for people that haven't played these games yet. Oh. Or the morbid curiosity of what it looks like. You have oh, a PS4. If the, if the redesign or the remaster looks good. Yeah. If you have a PS4 and you've never touched an Uncharted game, get this and check it out because it's really good. Yeah. I know it seems like you look at Uncharted, you're like, this is about a guy who jumps on some stuff and shoots a thing. Yeah, but it's real good. Uh, rapid fire take it away that's right so every week we go into the podcast beyond facebook group which you can do and you can join just like almost 10,000 other wonderful gamers are doing every single week uh, and I ask a question to ask me questions <laughs> very quickly and very shortly and this week we got a bunch of them we're gonna fly through them very fast so uh, Dave Hall says most disappointing game of the year so far uh, for me probably the order yeah um, because man like Colin and I saw that cool tech demo like two years ago at Gamescom mm-hmm. and all the trailers I thought were cool um I don't think it's necessarily as bad as a lot of people made out to be, but the hour or so I spent with it, I just like wasn't gripped by it, which is a shame because the game is so pretty and yeah. I, I really wanted more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say aside from the order, uh, Tales from the Borderlands episode four, Telltale <laughs> needs to stop making those episode fours that aren't good because episodes mm-hmm. one through three were real good. Max, what about you? Uh, yeah, probably the order. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm trying to think what. I, honestly, it's it's been a kind of for a me. It was it was year. it was probably Batman, but I kind of knew going in that I wasn't going to be in love with that game because I was kind of over it and uh, it just ended up being exactly what I thought it would be and actually a little worse the that tanks game, man I like everything but the tank stuff though like I, I still haven't beaten that yet but yeah, like, I, don't. I, I do really enjoy parts of that game like I think there are moments of brilliance in I've it. talked about it before but that game feels to me like when you see a movie and you walk out and you're talking with your friends and you're like oh, that was, that was alright it was pretty good but then like you guys take the long way home and you go and get a drink afterwards and you're like, you know what was really dumb? This, this, and this. And all yep. of a sudden, like three hours later, you're like, yeah, I really didn't like that movie. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the more I thought about it, the less I liked it. That game was like a like a <clears throat> drunken hookup that yep. sort of sober up throughout. And I was like, I'm not so into this. Mm-hmm. You know, I was sort of like, ah, why not? It seems like a fun, fun time. It's a good time. It's uh, a blast. Speaking and of then a bunch of tanks came in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris Goodwin says game you hated the most that you were forced to play, you know, in example for review or for conversation, whatever it was. I, Marty, this was specifically aimed at you because I know you, you review more games than anybody here. Nobody else here really reviews games I anymore. I used to review games. Yeah, I, I did too, but that was many moons ago. You only reviewed the games you like, such as Rayman and other Rayman games. <laughs> you reviewed like that Sonic game with Jack and a yeah. couple others. God, I'm trying to think what's the worst game that I was. Oh, like, I think uh, the one I hated the most was, uh, God, um, was called Fuse, the Insomniac game oh, published yeah. by oh, EA. Overstrike? No, it was, yeah. it was Fuse. It was yeah, called yeah. Overstrike and, and became, became Fuse. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That was Marty, the most... you did that Fast and Furious game. Yeah, Fast and Furious Showdown. That was real dumb. The, Captain, the game based on the first Captain America movie was really bad. Never Dead was probably the worst game I've ever reviewed. Oh, Never yeah. Dead, yeah. That yeah, was his, bad. His head falls off and then you bowl yep. ahead. Max, Paul McBeth asks, what other D animals would you like to see in Metal Gear? I figured you'd have an answer. Diamond Dragon. Diamond Dragon. Diamond Dragon would be pretty good. That's, yeah, I love Diamond that. Dad. 
I want I, I want I want Diamond Bear because I know the bear could sniff as well as dog, but he can yeah. also fight better. It's a real sense. Oh, did he? I thought he meant literal, literal, literal D's. I would go with yeah. I think like a bird would be kind of cool. Yeah, uh, real like real fast. What about like a rideable one? What about no, a, just like go send a hawk out and bite a guy? In what the about neck. a diamond Anthony Hawk, like a diamond Tony Hawk? Actually, you know what? An eagle would be great because you could you could extract you could send him in. And you could extract people from a distance. That's a giant eagle from Lord of the Rings. Those aren't yeah. real. It'd be pretty cool. Elia uh, Pale says, "What's the most amount of money you'd be willing to pay?" He says pay for a gaming console. I was thinking about this. Like, that's tough, right? Because I bought gaming consoles for a couple hundred bucks that ended up really not doing much. Yep. Um, and that didn't have much of a lineup. Like, I, the Wii U for the first two years was kind of like, why did I spend so much money on this thing? Yeah, it just depends. I mean, it's it's that weird thing where, like, you're normally getting – when you buy it at launch, it's super expensive because it's, like, the newest chips and stuff. And yeah, it's generally not worth it. Like, if I, I was mean, in like, the industry, I don't think I would have got both a PS4 and Xbox One at launch just yeah, because the launch lineups I still kind of regret that. I feel like at this point, 500 is kind of the cap of what people are realistically going to pay. Because like, even when it, when they did the 599 US dollars thing, like, that was definitely over that line. I would pay $1,000 – for a video game console if I knew that it would be relevant for six years uh, and it was getting tons of support from first and, f- and third party and there were going to be a ton of great games on it. And like good stuff like PlayStation Plus type deals where I'm getting free games for it too. Mm-hmm. But the problem is most of the consoles that come out and they're like, oh, like this is going to be relevant forever. We have a billion devs on board or like the ones that don't really make it. Right. Like Ouya like came out with like, oh, we have all these cool exclusives and this many people are signed on and then it you just kind of fizzles You get a game out. about a frog that falls over. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's weird. Like I have no problem spending, like I'll spend $1,300 on a laptop. People spend $1,000 on an iPad. But when it comes to a gaming console it's like kind of weird but it's also it, what's the most amount of money you're willing to pay for a gaming console what gaming console what does it do you know like yeah. that's the thing is we accept the price for these things because we've we drink the Kool-Aid you know because yeah, we want like it. we are I mean, on like, board we, it's a thing yeah it's a thing that plays games that we like and they're like yeah these games are coming to this console and you're like whoa I've got to have that but like if somebody just came out they're like hey here's a box that's coming out real soon yeah I think it's like, 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 like Morpheus for all we know or, or PlayStation VR could end up being five hundred dollars. Like we don't know how much. I was, I was going to say, cost. would you guys pay eight hundred dollars for a PS4 and Morpheus? It would depend. With it would depend what, on the games, yeah. What Morpheus is? Yeah. Well, what if I just know. told you right now, and it's it ships with like two or three games, kind of like you know, knack or whatever, like nope. just regular God, launch games. If I didn't already have a PS4, yeah. If you didn't right. have a PS4, you would do it. Yeah. If I suffered a brain injury, you're really hard to host this podcast. podcast when I have a PS4 though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's kind of it's. You don't buy a gaming console. You buy into this this like this culture. You know? Yeah. Like you, you know, you and. You guys chuckling about a knack joke over here? A knack knack joke? Really like Mar- Marty's answer to that. Why you're smiling, Goldfarb? Isaiah Elijah says, favorite brand and or flavor of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep smiling while you say it. Um, I'm just sobbing. I, you seem like a you look like, seem like a real nice ice cream boy. <laughs> I almost never eat ice cream. Um, I, really? Brand? I have no idea. Flavor? I mean, I normally go for like a. Like there's a, a really good. Uh, brand, there's a really good company here in the Bay Area called Three Twins. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how that worked. Yeah, and I've had like Humphrey Slocum. Um, like the oh that we don't have to censor right. <laughs> uh, Three Twins makes an amazing real bad name for ice cream. Really, they make a really good coffee ice cream, which I love. I used to hate coffee ice cream growing up. I like up. coffee ice cream. I like, I like coffee ice yeah. cream. I like cookies and cream. Um, cake batter. Ben and Jerry's um, does some good stuff every now and then. They're I'll a little a, they're a little over the top. But. Ben and Jerry's uh, mint chocolate cookie. Yep. Which is like the Oreos inside mm-hmm. the, and the mint stuff. Or uh, the Toffee Heath Bar Crunch, which is kind of like a coffee car yep. coffee Heath Bar. I, think, I, don't I don't think there are that many kinds of ice cream I've ever tried and been like, I don't like this. But yeah, 
Like, I, I can't think of a flavor of ice cream I would say absolutely no to trying other than, like, obviously gross stuff like cigarette ash. I think orange sorbet is disgusting, and if you eat it, you're a weird clown person. Orange sorbet? <laughs> yeah. Not it's, sherbet or sorbet. sorbet? There's two different words. Okay. Yeah, sorbet. yeah, but I mean, like, orange sherbet's fine, but, like, orange sor- sorbet. Sorbet. I don't know what it's made. It's, it when tastes we're like it's a... made of, like, orange and club soda and ice. Max, when we were in Cologne, we got some good uh, some good gelato. That's pretty good. We had all kinds of good flavors. I will Speaking some, of Italy, some peppermint stick. Like, peppermint stick is, is my jam, and it really? sucks that people are like, oh, it's a Christmas flavor. because it a used seasonal to be like, treat. It used to be, it's, no, it's a weird old <laughs> ragtime flavor from people. People would go to World's Fairs and die of polio. They were just like, yeah, let's have ice cream all year round with the with the candy canes in it. Little Jimmy passed away. Suzanne yeah. Birch asked, if you could play, and by the way, uh, tons of dudes in this group. If you're a lady and you see me posting, I, I'm going to try to pick your. Uh, I know that's that's favoritism, but I want more female representation on this show. Yeah. So ask a question, I will try to get you in there. <laughs> Suzanne, on the show with four white dudes. Yes, that, yes. we I, had a woman I, on last week when you were agree. when you gave us a chance to. It's only yeah. when you're not here. Yeah, get out of that I seat. Will step get out anytime. Show up late more I'm often. I'm just joking. I love you. Don't go. If you could play an amazing open world game in any real or fictional city, which would you pick? <laughs> Speaking of Italy, uh, San my favorite city, Italy. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted San Francisco. It's really okay. So San Francisco, seven by seven miles wide. Yep. All kinds of weird, different climates. A mm-hmm. uh, bunch of stuff goes on here. Full of crazy uh, roustabouts and gremlins. It's effectively, an island. You know, there's yeah. like weird woodsy areas. There's roving bands of murderous raccoons. Mark Ruffalo mm-hmm. lives Lots here. of crazy people to, to fight. Yeah, uh, there's poop everywhere. Yeah. If they don't uh, want you to leave, they could always do like the Batman thing where they're like, boss, there's a, a tank on the bridge. Eh? We didn't yeah. want to draw that stuff over there. I mean, half the time you, to, you can't leave because there's traffic. <laughs> But I like the idea of, of visiting a city that I'm really familiar with and trying to find my way around. I yeah. like San Francisco. We've got we got driver San Francisco, the one with the ghost cars. Go, the coma Which car, the worst coma yeah. car. <laughs> I would do. Uh, I, I'm excited for Persona Four or Persona Five rather, doing the super realistic Tokyo stuff. Yep. Like because Tokyo is a city I would love to explore more. Mm-hmm. And finally, oh, actually, I really yeah, Shibuya would be awesome. I would love to do Tokyo just because it's like. How many times you really get to go there? It's so it's so cool. Uh, Ivan Les- Leskinik, which I read as Evanescence, uh, says, "Would you drink all the things she said? All the things she would said. you drink alcohol that an animal made? How did it like it mixed a drink? For I'm you? not. That's all I'm asking. Yo, if there was a cute dog bartender that like poured some vodka and some soda to drink out, I, I think if you put a hundred dogs in a big grape pit, <laughs> they'd be a nice. I wine. think I would legitimately <laughs> die. Canine wine." <laughs> Wow, that's real gross. <laughs> right? Yeah. I would do that. Do you know how... Um, I mean, if this is like referring to urine or something, then no, probably not. Sake in ancient Japan, this is not a lie, it used to be made by... It was... It's not a lie. <laughs> it sounds so fake. Uh, Japanese virgins would chew on rice and spit it out when it was fermented, and they mm-hmm. made rice wine like that. That is how sake was... That was your Altano lie of the No, it's a real thing. So I would... I, I Just as people drank that back in the day, in a bad situation, like a Last of Us type deal, or Fear the Walking Dead, <laughs> I would... <laughs> not regular The Walking Dead, only Fear the Walking Things Dead. Things that... If I actually, I no. Fear the Walking Dead took place before the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> it's three days in. I'm like, I'm drinking the dog wine. <laughs> you know what? Like, right. Ryan, there was one that zombie. Was you don't cute. have to do that. All the stores are still open. I don't care. I'm drinking the dog wine. <laughs> I was thinking, I've been training my dog to do some stuff. Yeah. And I'd be kind of cool if I trained it to make a drink, but then I realized that limes are real bad for dogs, so it would really suck if I was trying to train my dog to be a bartender and he died. <laughs> So I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I'm not, hold lived. on. So this is not. This is not. Would you drink a drink that your dog made? This is. Would you drink alcohol that an animal made? And alcohol. An, the alcohol is, is has to be fermented from something. Well, no, no. Oh, Andrew, no Andrew, I asked. Like, that was the very first thing I asked. Yeah. yeah. You get mad at me for saying. Dumb well, no, things. I'm just He's saying. Sitting that, right there, being real dumb alongside <laughs> me. 
That doesn't make it better. <laughs> any dog can knock over a bunch of things and make a floor drink. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Not any dog. Look, huh. if I knock this, if I knock this thing on the floor, that's technically a drink. <laughs> you mean this bottle of moonshine? I'm talking about an animal that can ferment. Like if you put a bunch of hops in an elephant tusk. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I would. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So maybe if there was some insane person, like if there was like whale liquor, it was like made inside of a whale. There we are. Come over to the dark side. Come yeah. on over to Animal Town. We can do something that, like nothing that. Nothing but booze in Animal it Town. Doesn't wait, say hold, when you drink hold, alcohol, hold, hold a human on, made on. inside of an animal. <laughs> I have totally had that insane Vietnamese stuff that has a cobra and a scorpion in it. How do we know that cobra and scorpion weren't like, we're starting a brewery. We're writing this bottle together. And they're just like, crap, we're dead and scary. I don't know. I, I'm just yeah. thinking of like Geppetto and Pinocchio inside of Monstro and Geppetto being like, well, have some of this. And just up like Monstro's just making, blood. He's just making Pruno inside of like a, a big rift of baleen. You don't give a young wooden boy animal Pruno. Dude, if, if Geppetto's crazy enough to make a, a, a lie detector puppet son, I'm pretty sure he's crazy enough to get drunk inside a whale. He's going to make prison oh, wine inside man. of a whale. <sighs> Yeah, well, so if you want to... That's our um, style of PlayStation podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you really have a hard time listening to a PlayStation podcast where people talk about, you know, uh, animal wine, then, uh, you know, go check out uh, Greg and Company with P.S. I Love You. They're, yeah. they're Greg doing and a company. thing. Just, Greg and Company. Greg and Company. Literally two of them. They started a company. company. Company Moriarty. Uh, yeah, I thought that company was Company Moriarty. I've only heard, listened to the first half of the new, uh, the new show, but I like it a lot. I'm real proud of those yeah. guys. Turns out two things can coexist and be real sweet alongside yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. So um, on that note, we are all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggities with two Gs and two Ts. Yep. Uh, Brian is the uh, cur- common current news, breaking yep. news aggregate. <laughs> Brian <laughs> is uh, whale wine. <laughs> Brian is Richard Dawkins on Twitter. <laughs> Andrew Goldfarby is Garfep. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. We have a good time. Brian's actually Agent Bizzle. That's right. Drink some dog wine on the way home. To- Don't do that. I'm just kidding. All right. That's what's um, on the way home. Uh, Goldfarb and I are going to be in New York next weekend for yes. Comic-Con. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to be in Cancun for Cancun-Con. Great. Are we doing a show? What's going on? What? Are we? How are we doing beyond? I'll do a one-man show. This is your uh, there, so there's, we're figuring out if Marty's coming or not. Um, at the moment, it looks like no. So if it's you and me, we'll have Zach with us. Uh, TBD? Okay, know. we'll figure there'll, it out. There will be some kind of worst show. Worst comes to worst, you can have uh, worst, you can all Vincent of, Jared on. Yeah, but you know, sweet just boys. Okay, yeah. you just take care of sweet boys and girls. Yep. We're gonna you go got it. pizza. Yeah, we're, we're going. Gr- okay. We're going to Grimaldi's Pizza in New York City. Yeah, the best pizza in the world. Mamma Mia! Speaking of Italy, <laughs> I'll be. Yeah, I'll be out the week after that too. So yeah, but I'm I'm going on vacation. So you guys, you guys have a good time at Comic Con, and we'll be back in two weeks or whatever. No, we'll be back in two weeks. We'll have something. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I will. This we, is inside baseball. Back. This right here. This yeah. is inside baseball. Yeah. In base, this is, this in is inside the whale. Get us out of this baseball. Get us out of this. White everybody, sphere. everybody, tweet at Mitch and ask about his mom's sushi joke. That's all right. I like that a lot. Yeah, ask his mom about sushi. Thank you all for listening. On that Brian, note, beyond. beyond, 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 beyond. Dog wine. <laughs> You're not gonna play that Vuvuzela. I think you we gotta wait for you to pull it up. Well. Well, could have been, could have, could have done it. You could have had that noise. I guess that's the end of the episode. It sounds like this show's dead. There we go. Thank you. Beyond. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.